SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Before we speak to the Boxing SACO, we've just been alerted by Colin Nathan that today marks exactly two years since Murutim Talani beat Mohamed Wasim in Malaysia for the vacant IBF World Flyweight title. How is that for a coincidence? I actually remember that fight. I think it was the one where he was on the undercard of Manny Pacquiao there in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. So thanks for that little bit of fact of uh, information Colin Nathan. But let's talk about the proposed return of boxing now. I did mention at the top of the show that uh, fair play to Boxing SA. They've been constantly updating us here even when they we're looking at the gyms. They've been giving us an update on a regular basis and we can't fault them for that. So we want to find out now how far are we from coming back. And the CEO, Mr. Tsululujaga, joins us on the line. Good evening, CEO. Thanks again for being available to give us an update. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Good evening to the listeners at home and the boxing family. It seems like a lot of ground has been covered since the light last time we spoke when you were visiting gyms. How far are we now? Well, Tabiso, I think you're correct. A lot of ground has been covered. But, you know, when you are... Uh, traversing an uncharted territory. Uh, you have a sense of the ground that is covered, but you're not very clear about how much ground still lays ahead. Mm. Uh, as we speak today, what we can confirm is that uh, subsequent to our submission of our operational plan on the 24th of June, uh, we received last Thursday evening the response from the minister that basically gave us an approval to resume non-contact training. In terms of our plan, we had what we called three phases. Phase one, which is the current phase that we've been in since the beginning of the nationwide lockdown where boxers are at home uh, and there's no contact or organized training. Phase two, which is uh, the phase where uh, after level three, boxers could return to gyms, uh, to return to a supervision of trainers but no competition. And then phase three being uh, the ideal one where we will also be allowed to get into tournaments. As we speak today, we've been given approval, obviously subject to a process, Mm. to commence with phase two of non-contact training. Uh, The Board of Boxing South Africa the past Saturday met uh, and then evaluated that, you know, between the time when we submitted the plan and now the dynamics have changed. So we need to take maybe two weeks to prepare the gym, assess the situation properly, and get the first teams which are compliant to start training from the 1st of August. This is not going to be a blanket approach. It's going to be taken on a case-by-case because there's a whole lot of other requirements that uh, we will need to ensure that are fulfilled before we give give each team a green light and publish their names uh, through our website. Okay, before we go into more detail, what exactly is non-contact training then? What can they do or not do? Those will be approved by them. They can uh, come to the gym. So basically, uh, within the gym, there's a a limited number. So not more than five boxers at a time in the gym, um, provided that they will be able to maintain a two-meter social distance when inside the gym, they are not allowed to do sparring. They are not allowed to be on focus needs. Um, and, and they are not allowed to do any physical contact be it between the boxers or the trainers. Uh, they're not allowed to use any non-essential spaces in the gym. So things like your showers, your steam room, change rooms, those are not allowed at all. No socializing at the gym. The principle is arrive, train, and go. Uh, they are 
demanded to conduct daily screening. As a prerequisite, before they even resume training, they are supposed to have gone for a COVID-19 test. Uh, but specifically, this non-contact uh, training, it specifically refers to uh, no sparring, no any form of training that is going to compromise the two-meter social distance between any two practitioners at any point in time. So basically, uh, that, that is what is, is meant by non-contact training. And then, uh, CEO, is it just for professionals, like the minister had said when he announced the regulations of Level 3, or can anybody come back? It is strictly for professional boxers. So in this case, it is strictly for the 709 boxers who have taken up licenses with Boxing South Africa and are under direct authority of Boxing South Africa because what has happened here is that there's a shift of responsibility and authority. So Minister has basically said, Boxing South Africa has evaluated your plan and based on your plan, I'm convinced that if you execute it the way you have developed it, uh, you would minimize risks of infections through our training spaces. So us as Boxing South Africa now, some of this responsibility are going to delegate it further. Mm-hmm. But we would have to delegate it to our licensees because there's a contractual obligation between us and them. The trainer is going to now become what is called a compliance officer mm-hmm. uh, who will be responsible for the health and hygiene protocols, ensuring that the space is safe, the equipment is safe, the protocols in terms of movements, drills, and activities are safe. But finally, the people themselves are safe. So there's going to be these daily screenings, there's going to be daily declarations that in the past 24 hours I didn't come up uh, into contact with anybody that's either positive or suspected to be positive. So uh, th- th- that is why it is kept within the pool of our licenses because it's a sensitive issue uh, that requires a structured relationship between us and the practitioners. But even besides that, the regulations are equally specific that it is for professional athletes. So not even your amateur boxers are allowed back into the gym through the authority of Boxing South Africa. If Sanabo submits their plans and they get approved, then those boxers who belong to Sanabo will probably come back through the Sanabo arrangement. Okay, but that's a different process altogether. You you mentioned compliance officers, so each gym must have a compliance officer, and then there's also this gym inspection form. What what does that entail? The gym inspection form uh, has, I think, a total of about eleven parts. So it's basically a gym that says, "This is the gym, Yaka It is located at twenty six fifty one in Tabancho. Uh, the, the boxers that train at the gym are four. It's Sulufelo, Tabiso, Katleho, and Andisiwe. And then the support or technical personnel there are again two. So there's, they, they become that official thing. The gym opens between Monday to Friday. They train between four and six. This allows for, um, for, for ongoing supervision, monitoring, and evaluation. So they can be, uh, our inspectors can make an announced visit. They arrive at the gym. They've got a list of who is supposed to be inside that gym during that time. You too, as the compliance officer, you've got the list. If there are visitors or any parties that are not authorized people to be in that gym, uh, it's already a transgression. Uh, and we can withdraw the green light based on that transgression. So basically, your trainer 
he, uh, he becomes what in workplaces they would call uh, the closest example I can give is occupational health and safety officers. You know, so right. if, if you look at that act called occupational health and safety, there's responsibilities for somebody that takes uh, responsibility for the safety of practitioners in their space, and there are terms of reference for that. So there are letters that we have developed. They are published on our website. Each trainer will need to sign that letter and give it to us so that there must be no confusion when we say that you have failed us because the person must have signed that I'm aware that I'm now expected to also carry these additional responsibilities over and above my regular ones uh, in the interest of ensuring that we minimize any risk of this COVID-19 disease being spread through training spaces of boxing in South Africa. For those who are just joining our conversation, we are talking to the CEO of Boxing South Africa, Mr. Tsulifelo Lijaka, just about their proposed return of non-contact training, uh, which uh, with August the 1st, uh, the proposed date here, provided obviously that the gyms are approved and they meet all the requirements. We've got a call from, where are we? Welcome. Oh, Achin, welcome. Hey, member, good evening. Member, good evening. And uh, CEO, hi to you too. That is uh, Achin. Well, man, I think, oh, I, I, maybe I didn't hear well, but now you are talking at that distance here, five meters or something, if I heard you well. And uh, my point is now, how do we address Kappa? How do we come around the question of uh, the, the, the this virus being airborne? Because now you will understand more than I do anyway that now, if you are training, you are in the gym, you will sweat and you will breathe. And God knows you will be doing anything which now we don't even have taxi windows in the gym. How will you address that distance? Okay, thanks for Thank that. You. Thanks for that, uh, Ajin. Welcome. I think he's talking about the COVID 19 being airborne, CEO. Okay, uh, maybe tell you before I respond to the question, it's an honor actually to uh, receive this question from Tate Achijonas, mm-hmm. a former board member. Mm. Uh, ratings committee member, but also a lifetime achievement uh, recipient from Boxing South Africa. Yes. Uh, to answer the question specifically, the distance prescribed is two meters. Uh, what has been flagged out um, uh, so far is the issue of ventilation in the gym. Uh, that it is mandatory for all, because you can't have automated ventilation, it's going to be expensive. It is mandatory for all the for all the windows and the doors during training to be open. We remain guided by the protocols of uh, the health department. At this point in time, our uh, uh, operational plan has been approved based on the principle of only the trainer in the gym putting on a mask. Uh, it is not it is not compulsory, but it is encouraged for the boxers to have masks on. So I think if there's a directive that comes, uh, because you see this direction coming up. Just last week, alcohol was circulating, and then there was a direction now that alcohol is stopped. So we are in the hands of the uh, health, uh, with, with, of, of the uh, uh, COVID-19 Command Council. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that is reviewed, we will comply with it. But at this point in time, the principle that has been introduced is that focus on ventilation, maximize ventilation. We do not have any other uh, additional directives beyond that. Sorry, so you, oh, just for clarity, are you saying they must or they don't have to wear masks? No, no, during training, the boxers themselves, it is not compulsory for oh. them to have masks on. 
the person that is compulsory for, for him to have a mask on is the trainer. Uh, but with regard to the boxers, not at the moment. Uh, remember this thing of airborne started coming strongly in the past week. So uh, most probably uh, the council or through the Department of Health, they might pass new directives. If those directives get passed, we have already indicated, even in the media statement that we issued yesterday, that whatever we say as books in South Africa is subject to any updates or any directives from the National Department of Sports, Arts and Culture or from the Department of Health or any of the duly authorized uh, authorities in, on the subject of COVID-19 mitigation. You mentioned the COVID-19 tests earlier on, and a lot of people have been saying that these tests are very expensive. Are you able to assist here when it comes to testing? Most definitely, Tabi. So we can't leave that to the boxers. Um, the only issue that at this moment in time is not confirmed is with regard to the trainers. But with regard to the boxers, Boxing South Africa is in the process of uh, getting the most reasonable uh, arrangement uh, through the laboratories designated to have our boxers tested. It's not the cause that we will leave for the boxers. We will try by all means to ensure that uh, we have a facility for them to get tested. And what do the r- regulations or what do you say now if, if somebody tests positives in the gym? What happens or what should happen? Okay, in terms of uh, <clears throat> there are protocols. In, in actual fact, I'm, I'm happy that you asked that question, Tabiso, because after we submitted our operational plan, the only question that was raised uh, that clarified this was with regard to that, that we see your plan, but in instances where people have been positive, what do you do? Let's start with a baseline. Uh, now, between now and the 1st of August, if anybody tests positive, that person must obviously immediately go into self-quarantine. And there are guidelines of uh, the National Department of Health on what is meant by self-quarantine. So those guidelines apply. Uh, and then after 14 days, when a person has recovered, they must then submit again their records through the chief medical officer, Dr. Selepe, who together with the panel of other doctors will then make an evaluation and say, okay, this person is now uh, COVID-19 free and he can be allowed to resume training. So this is uh, the baseline before we even start on the 1st of August. But on a daily basis, when boxers arrive at the gym, you get tested. So there's going to be an infrared thermometer. We look at your temperature. We ask you specific questions about the symptoms. We ask you specific questions about exposure. Uh, And any signal, uh, the compliance officer must then refer the respective uh, boxer to the local health facilities. So be the general practitioner at clinic or anything like that, they will be referred there. And then the compliance officer must also escalate and report that to Boxing South Africa so that our chief medical officer can then know that in this specific area, there is this case. And then the normal ringside physicians that support us within tournaments, uh, they will then know that in my area of jurisdiction, let's say if it is in the Eastern Cape, we've got both Dr. Bayeni, uh, both Dr. Ntovi, that's why they, they know that hey, there's a boxer in my area here in Duncan who uh, uh, has gone for a, a, a COVID-19 test because he had symptoms. We then await the results. If the results come, 
and the boxer is negative, he will be assessed and he can continue the training. If the results come, the boxer is positive, he then has to self-quarantine for 14 days. Okay, and at the end of the 14 days, the same process. Break. Just need to take a quick break. We will continue after this. The month of July has been dedicated to celebrate the importance of men. This year's theme is Be a Caring Man. As the KwaZulu-Natal government, we are appealing to all men to show love to their families and societies by standing up against abuse and violence directed at women and children. As caring and loving men, we cannot be quiet and fold our hands when our dearly loved women and children are being abused. As we are battling the COVID-19 pandemic, we encourage all men to put more effort in the fight against this pandemic rather than fighting with women and children. Let Ubuntu, the respect of the rights of women and children, prevail. As men, we must be the first to be protectors. Be a caring man all the time so that we can grow KwaZulu-Natal together. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Wrapping up our conversation with the CEO of Boxing South Africa about the proposed return to non-contact training. CEO, I see, oh, when we spoke to Tennis South Africa, they were saying to us when they were allowed to come back that there should be no gatherings of their members. They mustn't meet in the clubhouse before going to the courts. They must just play and then leave if they can. Does this also apply in boxing then? Yes, most definitely. No socializing, no eating. The principle is arrive, gym, go. No no change rooms, no shower rooms, no steam rooms. Only arrive, train, and go. As far as possible, if you, the boxers are able to arrive, already kitted. Mm. Uh, that is what must happen. But I think we're also going through the inspection exercise, we emphasize this, so I think that clarity prevails among the six. Uh-huh. And then you mentioned hotspot areas. Now, uh, tell us now what happens to gyms in these hotspot uh, designated areas. Hey, yeah, Tabi. So you see now you bring what you call the elephant in the room. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, you But I think it, it, it also demonstrates the complexity of uh, the situation that we are dealing with. The principle at the moment, uh, and this was also emphasized in the letter of the minister, training in hotspot areas is not allowed. Uh, unless by the approval of the Department of Health and based on uh, solid plans that will be presented. So the position here for South Africa is this. In hotspot areas, we cannot proceed. Uh, We are obviously casting our eyes at the process, hoping that as some areas get designated hotspot areas and others move outside, uh, the list of hotspot areas. It might free some of our spaces. Uh, every month, and there's been announcements that have come out when the president makes pronouncements and the ministers. So we're hoping that now, end of July, maybe Cape Town might get out of the hotspot areas because if you look at the patterns, they seem to be shifting. How dang is Alekamamu seeing? I think Jubek, Ekurle, Nitwani, as well as your Eastern Cape. Uh, but we hope that sometime in August, uh, maybe the situation will subside, and then they can come on board. But that one is a matter that is outside our control, because uh, you see what we are presenting ourselves as boxes South Africa. We are not presenting what is called a biosafe environment, mm. uh, like or, or a bubble. That we mm. don't have the money to do that. So when it comes to a hotspot area, to be honest, it's a it's a matter above our 
own control. So we, the best that we can hope is that the infection rate in those areas can start subsiding. And whenever they subside, those areas will then be brought on board. What it then means is that we're not going to have um, a, 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 a one-size-fits-all. We're not going to have everybody starting on the 1st of August. Some of them will continue to be brought on board later as the infections in their geographic areas uh, maybe continue to subside. So these areas you've mentioned then, like Cape Town, like East London and, and Joburg, Kuruleni, they are the hotspot areas according to government, and at, at the moment they can't open on the 1st of August. No, no, they can't open on the 1st of August, uh, and they happen to also be our hub, our strong places as books in South Africa. But uh, I think, you know, it's better to protect lives. What I also respect about our sector is that um, voluntarily some of the managers and the trainers have already said, CEO, we appreciate uh, the fact that we now have a plan which uh, upon which we can start planning. But uh, the date, we will not start on the 1st of August because we our area is very terrible, uh, so we will not start. So I think that is going to be the principle that will guide us. In hotspot areas, we can't see them starting on the 1st of August unless if there's a pronouncement by government before the 1st of August that certain areas have been removed from that designated list of hotspot areas. Finally, and then with the approved gyms, now will there be a list available that you will make public uh, that people will know which gyms are open or can operate from the 1st of August that have met the requirements? Yes, there's going to be a list of gyms that will be uh, published or by Boxing South Africa because, uh, I mean, we probably have just around 200 gyms. Not all of them will open at the same time. So we'll make sure that the public is informed, but also our licenses about those lists. Uh, just another thing, and I'm smuggling it in now. On the 27th of July, we will be reopening licensing process. So uh, I know that there's a lot of other people that have been asking that, you know, uh, we would now we now see the need of belonging to this organized community of boxing South Africa. And I think uh, the principle from our side is that if there's any gym that is currently not licensed, but out of whatever experience now they see a need to take up a license with us, uh, from the 27th of, of July, our door will be open and they can approach us. Okay, no, loud and clear, uh, CEO. Thanks for the update. Thanks for the clarity. And thanks for always being available uh, to speak to us here about uh, this matter. We look forward to the return of a boxing, but obviously we have to go through these steps first. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. appreciate it. Thank you. That's the CEO of Boxing South Africa, Mr. Tulifelo Lijaka. We're going to have to leave it there because it is almost 8 o'clock. But for those Premier League fans out there, it is half time between Newcastle and Tottenham. 1-0 to Tottenham at the break. Goalless between Bentley and Wolves. And uh, Man City are 2-0 up against Bournemouth, David Silva and uh, Gabriel Jesus with the goals there. And of course, the big one at 9.15. The champions! Liverpool up against the mighty Arsenal. Looking forward to that one. It is 8 o'clock and uh, we have to go to news. By the way, um, let me just tell you, we've just received a message from Rudy van der Vestesen of Fight Club SA. We spoke to him earlier on the show. He says, please make this announcement. I've instructed my people to pay Murutim Talane immediately. Immediately. So tomorrow we're going to confirm with Murutim Talane if that thing thing message there, that bank notification message came through. So uh, Rudy says they have paid. They are paying tonight then. That's it then. I think our job here is done.